Don't yeah, you that. fight. I'm just like peaceful. This is, this is this all goes back to my fundamentally pacifist approach to everything. <laughs> How can I avoid conflict? <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> I would go around everything. You really? You you know what? I go through the middle of everything okay. into the hornet nest, well, even when just, I don't need to. This is an important safety tip. Um, <laughs> when you avoid conflict, it turns out that you get way more conflict around the other end. I know. But I haven't learned that yet. Yeah. I haven't theoretically learned it, but I have not. I've tried to teach you that. Yeah, thanks a lot. I've learned so much from you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Hi, I'm Nellie. And I'm Dan. And this is Happily Demarried, where we talk about going through divorce and learning how to raise kids together without going through hell. Well, like pure hell. Like sometimes it's like hellish, but it's not pure hell ever, right? No, it's just pure hell. going to talk today. Oh, I'm Dan. I'm Nellie. We're going to be talking today from Happily Demarried Headquarters about choosing your battles. Happily Demarried Headquarters. Yes, World Headquarters. Um, That's as good as it's going to get right there. Wow. (laughs) The mudroom's messy back there. Oh, God, who cares? It's not my house. My pristine house. Um, so what we're going to talk about is choosing your battles today. And the kind of initial premise to start this is with that not all battles or not all disagreements are created equal. So I think there's a natural tendency um, when you're going through divorce, it's adversarial very often, and I think it conditions us to fight. I think we spend a lot of our time squaring off and making sure we're not giving advantage to the other party. And so what happens when you are in that kind of mode is your automatic default when you get into a disagreement or when you are asking for something specific um, is to say no, is to just say I'm not giving you shit because I don't want to give you anything. Yeah, you fight. I'm just like peaceful. This 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 all goes back to my fundamentally pacifist approach to everything. (laughs) How can I avoid conflict? (laughs) It's so true. You really, you you know what? I go through the middle of everything into the hornet nest, even when I don't need to. This is an important safety tip. Um, (laughs) When you avoid conflict, it turns out that you get way more conflict around the other end. I know. But I haven't learned that yet. Yeah. I haven't theoretically learned it, but I have not. I've tried to teach you that. Yeah, thanks a lot. I've learned so much from you. (laughs) I know. Are you doing some science experiments? Is that why you have safety goggles on? <laughs> These are my new glasses. Uh-huh. You don't like them? No, I love them. I love okay. science. They're, they're... It'd be better if they had those little side safety things there. So that, you know, the... No, they're, I had to get them big enough because they're progressive, so you need a bigger frame because I've got bad oh, okay. sight down and bad sight, well, close up and far away. Right. And then one of the eyes is different than the other. 
It's one of the great benefits of growing old. Your eyes <laughs> I am a science experiment. Fast. It's true. I can't believe you're making fun of them. I look really smart. You know what would look good with that? I have it's so one much. One of those face masks. People. If you wore one of those. No, I've, white, I've worn these. You could do that like, next time. That would be great. I've worn these three days, and people are like, "Wow, you're, you're, you look so smart." And I was like, "I am." Yeah, you know what? That's they're trying to think of something positive to say. That's like if you. Well, if you're going to make fun of them, but date, I didn't put. You say I, they're interesting. I didn't put. I make a bun. I'm sorry. Okay, so. Anyway, so all so, so let's think about this for a second. So, some hypothetical. Um, say you have a situation. <laughs> I look like my mom. <laughs> you do. <laughs> so let's talk about this. So are all disagreements created equal? <coughs> Things don't matter. So if, if there's something that is, you're better at coming up with examples than I am. But if you're in a situation where you're just saying no for the sake of saying no, that's one of those moments where you have to step back. You have to kind of reframe the conversation that you're about to have, whether it's by text or by phone or in person or on an email or however the hell you're communicating. If your ex or your future ex is asking you for something, Say it's something really simple. Say it's something like, hey, do you mind keeping the kids for an extra hour on Saturday so I can go do whatever I'm doing? If it's not going to affect your day negatively, and if you don't really care, then it's easy enough to say yes to that. It is, however, an impulse to say no. Because you guys have worked out your sharing agreements, and that's your time. And you don't want to give them anything. You don't want to make their lives easier. I just want to say something. Of course if you, do. Okay. If your automatic trigger is to say no, that's normal. Don't, like, in I don't that want, In that circumstance, yeah. But in any, but I don't want people to dog on themselves for how they think because you know what? We all think, we all think, like, our triggers in, in that way, like, I go back to when I'm a kid and I'm like, an extra hour? And then, but I just do that with myself. This is what I've practiced. Because it's really hard. So if you think the worst thing, who cares? As long as you're not acting on it. So think all the I'm bad not, shit you want. I'm not dogging on anybody. I know, I mean, but I'm just saying. The impulse is the impulse, whether it is. But that, that's when I you just, have to kind of use your rational mind to take a step back. Yeah, but back. You, you, you automatically, honestly, you automatically think fair and nicely. I don't. I automatically, like, go for the gut and I'm like, eh, you know, like I'm back to, like, fighting with my brother and I'm like, I'm not going to lose this. And it's just about winning or losing. But what I've practiced, and it's so, so hard to do, is to take that first impulse and, like, put it in a bucket and go, okay, that's really, I just want to be, like, a, a, you know, a 13-year-old and be like, eh, you know how kids, our kids act with each other. And you just, you just want to act on that. So wanting to kill someone, who cares? If you want to kill someone, feel that way. It's not wrong to feel your feelings, but a lot of times it's wrong to act on them. And that's why you should listen to us because we have practiced what we preach. So instead of acting on those bad impulses, you can let them go and, and acknowledge them and go, geez, I think in a really unhealthy way, but this is how I'm going to answer. And sometimes I sit there and I'm like, Okay, let's be rational. What do you have going on on Saturday? Do the kids have to be somewhere? Do I have to be somewhere? And if I do, a lot of times, like, the kids can be alone for an hour, and who cares if we both have something going on? Or I can get them earlier or later, or whatever the thing is. But if you really figure out your schedule and figure out what you need, and you don't have to be at a, 
like a date or a concert or a dinner. You can you can be cool. Uh, you know what I um. No, it's everything backwards. No, I, I know. I dated someone who really like everything she asked for. He'd be like, no. But I, but I, I think that's a natural impulse, and there's there's kind of a flip side to this that I, I don't think you and I've ever talked about. But if you let like as you as you are apart longer and longer, I think you start to develop a sense of the patterns. And so, one of the patterns that I've noticed with us is historically, if I, I know I can't, I can't focus on this. Uh, this is like being a weather forecast. I don't know what it is. It's not a stain. It's a it's it's a logo that fell off. Uh huh. I didn't even do that. Yeah, no, and no, these, aren't, these aren't wrinkles. It's just. But if, but if, as you are separated and divorced, as time goes by, you kind of get a sense of patterns. So one of the patterns that I've noticed with us is that, and, and there's, there's a point to this, so give me a second. One of the patterns that I've noticed is that sometimes you'll say no. And as the person on the receiving end of the no, your initial response is, fuck it. Why, why, why can't they do what I want? But if you don't act on that, don't lash out. Don't turn it into an argument. Don't turn it into a fight and say you're being unfair, you're being a bitch, this isn't cool. But sometimes but, but you wait, might wait, really wait. have I have plans. a point to make. I okay. have a point to make. But if you let that rest and if you don't respond negatively, like resort to your one, brand, one word response, like, okay, that's a good one. But then what happens a lot with us is you will take a little time and you'll look for a way to make it work. You're really good about that. Like, I don't have to say anything more, but it's in your head, and you're like, well, maybe I can make that work. And you come back, and you make it work. And that happens probably more often than not. So as you get kind of to the point where you're not as much at odds with one another, that relationship can actually grow, and it can get better. And you can start to realize that they're probably not saying it because they're trying to make your life difficult. They're, they're saying it because that's their initial response. That's the way they're, they're going to stack up. They can't take your personality away. I'm sorry, but but they might, if you get into a position where you're in a better relationship, they might be like, all right, I'm going to see if I can switch that around so that I can make it work. So it's one of those kind of give and, give and take things, and it can work out. Yeah, a lot of times the nights I don't have kids, I really do make plans because I'm like, oh, my God, I can do something tonight. And so if, if that swaps, I'm kind of like, okay, how important is this? Can I... It, is it like a concert where it's not going to happen another night? Or is it a dinner with a friend who can be like, okay, can we switch? The, you know what I mean? So I kind of swap dinners. So even if I have plans, I can, I mean, if you and Gus, you guys go to a lot, you go to a lot of music. I don't mind switching plans if you're going to a concert. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I mean, I don't think, I think that we're at a point now, and it's pretty good. I don't think we look for ways to, to hold each other to the, to the, keep, keep to the fire. Um, but I, I think it's, um, Another thing that you kind of have to bear in mind is that um, you should do this because you want to do it. You should do this because it's better for you, because it's better for your heart and soul, because it's karmically better, because it makes you feel more zen. When you say yes, you're actually doing the right thing. If, if you can do it, and you can make their life work a little easier, but the flip side of that is don't expect a quid pro quo. This is not a sort of thing where you can keep score. If you start tallying it up and saying, for the past six times I've said yes, and every single time he said no, if you start approaching it with that mentality, you never actually get to the point where no, it's going to work. No, that's true. But it may take a hundred times before you get to the point where that person, where your your ex, finally acquiesces and says yes. But that's how this relationship can change. It's kind of like rebuilding trust in a way. 
you, you, it takes. But you a, have to be the one that starts the change. You totally do, and you have to you have to live with it, and it feels better. It really does. And and in a lot of these situations, the sacrifice that you're making is you're spending more time with your kids. And in my mind, I've always had the philosophy of like, if, if I get to spend more time with the kids, that's better. And I realize that that can interfere with social life and all kinds of other things, but they're not going to want to hang out with me on the phone. In fact, they rarely do now. Yeah, they don't like you anymore. They like me. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's accurate. But, but I remind we'll you of their grandma. <laughs> Without the money? <laughs> so, you know... You know what helped me with this was I dated someone who had a really tough ex, and I was like, oh, my God, I do that. I do what she's doing. I don't want to be like that. You know what I mean? Like when you can, even if you used a, a bad example as a catalyst to get you to move to somewhere different, it's still helpful because we all have those examples in our lives of people who, who you're like, who, who, would, who would do that? The one that default is to go to war. No wonder why. I mean, it never stops. Yeah. You'll be at war forever if you don't get Oh, my God. Or people stop, people who, who've been, like, divorced as long as we are, and they're, like, dragging people. They're dragging each other back to court. I just feel so bad for I, – I don't even – the adults, whatever, but I feel bad for the kids, man. Like, watching your parents go back to court, and you got to live with both of them, and you're like, oh, my God, he's being a dick, and you just can't say that, and whatever. My parents' divorce was, like, you know – they didn't fight about money because my mom was like, oh, you don't have to give any money. And they don't fight about – they never fought because she – They didn't interact. No, but she set an example that was like, if he's going to be in your life, um, I'm just going to make this – she was the adult. Yeah, She's yeah, like, yeah. She I'm going to make this amicable, and I'm just going to – I'm going to take it. And she did. She took it, man. Yeah, and, there's – you can eat an awful lot of shit for a long time before it ever comes back in your favor, and maybe it never will. But it's not really any different. I mean, but she set day, a great example. She did. Of, and yeah. I couldn't wait to be divorced. Me neither. <laughs> she really set a great example. It's, it's been a dream. So yeah, the, other day, <laughs> the other day, Gus was talking to both of us. We were somewhere, and he goes, you guys, I have no chance of having like a normal dating relationship you guys have set the worst example <laughs> and dan and dan goes yeah but you'll have such a good divorce <laughs> poor kid he's actually gus is actually already better at relationships oh he's so much better are, than us so. his relationship now has lo- lasted longer than either of ours I know. They're not that's crazy that's really that's good for you gus yep he's he's doing power well. to you so he has learned by his failure here's what not to do so, I mean, I, I don't think there's a whole lot more to add to this other than it was, this is one of those situations where everybody kind of learns it, learn how to not ego to be <gasps> ego fight. We have someone watching. Huh? Hi, Amy. Amy. Hey. <laughs> Congratulations on Timothy. She's got a, that's is our niece is what, well, Dan's niece. She's yeah. not my niece that's anymore. Your, your, your niece is our niece. Okay. Um. So, yeah, so, so everybody kind of wins if you get into that mindset where you can say yes if you can say yes. And it's okay to say no if you can't. I mean, it's entirely okay. But if you can find a way to say yes, it helps everybody. It helps you. It helps the ex. It helps the kids. Um, and it 
paves the way. It really does. You've got to kind of have the long view on this. It paves the way to a better relationship down the road when you can kind of trust each other. I lean on Nelly all the time. It's great. It's it's really nice to know that I can do that. And I know that she's not. Aww, she's not nice. No, she's not saying no just to say no. She's saying no because she can. And then the odds are she's going to come back and say yes in about a day. So that works out pretty well, too. No, it's good. I mean, it's really good. It, it doesn't have to happen. I know. I'm kind of a spider monkey. Exactly. Well, I like, I change my mind and I try to figure out, like, I'm just a little. Is that characteristic of spider monkeys? Do they have, uh, do they indecisive? They kind of, like. Um, I don't think this is a very good thing. It's not that I'm indecisive. I'm very decisive, but that's my problem. I'm too decisive. I can't just say, what I should say is, hold on, can you let me see if I can reschedule things? That's what I should say. Because usually I'm like, no, I have plans. And then I'm like, then I reschedule behind your back. And then I go, oh. And then you're like, oh, I already did. Whatever. So what I should say is, can you give me a chance to contact the thousands of people I've made plans with? And for the people who <laughs> make your glasses, you know, so much fun. Why are you making fun of these? Um, uh, this hey, is very look at this. personal over, to me. We're over I have to minutes. wear these. We're over 15 minutes. Bye. Happy day. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you.